Welcome to the Live Exposed podcast. This is the podcast that is designed to help you break free from the fake life you've been living and live in actual freedom, the life you were actually meant to live. We're so glad you tuned in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do love what we're talking about, please hit the subscribe button, follow us. Also, uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family and help them experience the life that they were meant to live. So, here to help you navigate your path to freedom is the host of the Live Exposed podcast, Mr. Reggie Brock. Well, hello again, and welcome back to this episode of Live Exposed. I'm Reggie Brock. Guys, the last 10 days or so for me have been, let me just say, interesting. And the most interesting part about my last 10 days was realizing once again how many shortcomings and deficits I have in my own life. And really what I realized is that though I'm progressing, I've still got a lot of work left. And I have found in these last 10 days of really just reconciling a lot of things in my own life that I have to realize that the words I speak don't just judge others, but they start in my house. Let me give you an example. I posted on Facebook not long ago that one of the most debilitating diseases we face as men and women kind of walking out life is this disease of being thin-skinned. You know, we get hurt so easy and we shell up and we accuse and, you know, we take, you know, take our frustrations and angers out on people and who have done or said things or whatever it may be. And the fact of the matter is what that revealed to me this week was I've still got some deficits. I'm a little thin-skinned. And for that, I'm very repentant and I'm apologetic. Because the last thing I want is to do or say something that will derail someone's ability to grow because they heard something about an immature response I had that I just, I'm, I'm not really wanting to move backward like that. You know, so with me, I had to realize, and one of the victories that I had in the last 10 days is I was slow to respond. But the fact was, I didn't feel like I needed to defend myself, but yet in my in the deeper parts of me, I felt like I had to. The good news is I decided not to. <laughs> and so I, I think the learned lesson for you today is this. When we are confronted, when we are challenged, first of all, you need to decide and see like I did and ask yourself, are you being judged by something you said at some point or another that's coming back to roost? <laughs> you know, when I talked about being thin-skinned and then a pressure came on me and I was thin-skinned, <laughs> it was me who judged me more harshly than anybody else. And I said to myself, well, I have a right to be. And I went through all the same stuff I've gone through for years and realized at the end of this story, I was the one with the problem. I was the one that had the deficit. I wasn't needing someone else to take the blame for a shortcoming in my own life. You see, that's when fullness of life, I think, 
and in having a more enriching life. It's moments like that for me that mattered, that made my life feel more whole and complete. When I realized that what I felt was because I had an unresolved deficit that somebody just touched and it's like a toothache. And immediately I started blaming people for my bad response and reaction. (laughs) And immediately I started going back to my old tendencies and that was to, you know, be defensive. And see, listen, in work, in your home life, whatever it may be, I, I promise you this. Some of the challenges, if not all the challenges that you're facing that are causing you to have an emotional reaction, whether hurt feelings or, you know, or, you know, a sense of abandonment or, you know, or a sense of failure that's been recognized. It's, it's really easy for us to lash back out. That's a tendency of mine. I have a real tendency to even the score. I have this real tendency to want to make these wrongs that were committed against me right. And the fact of the matter is there wasn't a wrong committed against me. What happened was I, the the action taken just revealed something that deeper in me that needed to be dealt with. You see, I can't sit week after week and talk about living inside out and being aware of these things that are holding us back and not deal with that thing in my life. Tell you to, but not me. I'm not going to do that. That's the hypocritical side of this. And what I'm painfully aware of is that not everybody, and another thing that I said that I had judged myself on was, y'all have heard me say this in the last couple of weeks, not everybody's going to like it. Well, that proved itself true this last 10 days. And honestly, though I said it, clearly I didn't believe it because when it happened, it hurt me. And see, it wasn't them hurting me. It was me still having unresolved issues about me being accepted and loved and appreciated and everybody agree with me. (laughs) And so that's what this whole last 10 days has been about for me is just reaffirming that not everybody is going to agree with me. And I'm okay with that. I say that and that's what I'm trying to get okay with. And not everybody cares enough about me to attack me and try to be personal because I'm not that significant to them. And that's okay too. So I guess what I want you to hear from me today is this. You can start changing You can start realizing that there's some unresolved issues in your life and challenges that need to be dealt with. And you can fall back when those challenges, when you're provoked, right? Um, And you can fall back into the way you have done business, so to speak, for years. Or you can decide, like I did, and I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of this moment for me. Though I was hurt, I just paused. I took a breath. I stepped back. I had to go through all the emotions. And honestly, I did. I had to sort through them. But what I didn't do 
is react in a way that I would regret later. Boy, that's really important. If we can keep ourselves from just compounding a problem with more of a problem because we feel like we have to be vindicated or whatever the situation is, we just prolong our own agony. So I'm asking you to take a different path. I'm asking you to consider the importance of not who has attacked you or who has disagreed with you or who has um, offended you. I'm asking you, why has that affected you the way it has? You see, that's the reverse of this for me. You know, I, I'm not looking to cast blame. What I'm looking for, it, actually I'm thankful for, is that they provoked me in an area of my life that I thought I had resolved. And clearly, I was wrong. <laughs> and so, at the end of the day, this life is really about, and especially the time I spend with you and, you know, on this podcast and then, um, you know, in some per- private times that I've had with some of you by phone or at your, you know, meeting you personally, I- I- I'm declaring to you once again that we really are going to have a struggle thinking we're over things until they're provoked out of us. And we can actually look back and go like, hey, you know, I really handled myself differently this time. Guys, I was thin-skinned. I was the one that um, just realized that there's still some stuff in me that's got to be resolved. Now, the good news is that I've still got time. And the really good news is I didn't do anything to provoke the problem further. See, I think that's maturity. And so, I, throughout all of this, my dad called me uh, last week sometime, and we were talking because I took, I mean, I really have taken 10 days just to be in pause. And, you know, I've had friends of mine call me, like, what's wrong, what's happening? And I've told them all, this is a me issue. I mean, I, I, had some, I had some problems and some things I had to resolve in my mind, the way some things was handled. But, hey, again, that's just logistical. That's just, you know, practical stuff. The real issue for me was the spiritual things in me. Why am I living like this? Why do I feel like this? And so as I would tell them that, I don't even know that they really understood because, you know, everybody was waiting for a response. And I think, and to me, there was no response necessary because it was me that was really the core problem. And when people, what I realized in this is that when I am provoked and it causes this rush of emotion, if I can calm myself and quiet myself and I can resolve some things, I can ask myself some questions. I, in my case, I can pray about some things. I can study the word of God and make and find some uh, boundary there for me that to reflect upon. I, and I talk to some of my friends that have walked with me and know me. And I just, I really have just tried to quiet myself. So if I were going to give you any advice today, the first thing is when you're provoked like that, number one, realize this is probably still you a you problem, a deficit in you that needs to be dealt with. And at least consider that. The second thing is quiet yourself. 
find a way that you can hold your tongue, find a way that you can kind of rein in your emotions, find some way getting away from people so that you cannot even consider a bunch of opinions on stuff. <laughs> this is not a democratic opportunity for us to share opinions and all get along. You just need to reconcile some things in your own life. And that's just, I think, good sage advice. Again, I think I mentioned just earlier, my dad called me and he said to me, son, I, you know, I know this is, there've been some challenges for you. And, you know, you talked about, um, you know, what you talked about was really significant, but I need you to realize that everybody is not going to always be in your corner. And that was really interesting to me. He said, let me illustrate it. He said, in that passage that you shared, the prodigal's journey, you know, you talked about the father, you talked about the son, the prodigal son, but he said, you left out a major key factor in the story, and that was the elder brother. You see, there was nothing in that passage of scripture that indicated that the elder brother was thrilled to death that the younger brother who had taken his money that was given him by the father lived righteously and just wrecked his life basically and nowhere in that scripture do you find the product uh, that when the prodigal started coming back home the elder brother was excited about it and, and i mean there's a bunch of reasons for that and i'm not going to cast dispersion on anybody or anything other than this sometimes there are people and hear me when i tell you this who would rather you stay where you are than to come back and clutter up their lives. There's some people there who think that you coming back after, you know, living riotously, spending everything that was yours, you know, they're not really interested in you coming back and them having to share with you anything because you've already had yours. And when dad told me that, I thought to myself, you know what? That, that, that's so true. To validate that not everybody, including even those close to me, are always going to agree with me and welcome me back after I've made blunders of mistakes. But it's okay. And so I would, I don't know which part of that story you associate with. I think the most important part of it is that, you know, the father, when the son finally came to himself and decided, hey, I got to. I got to run back home where I belong. Father was waiting there with open arms. It, you know, if that's the part of the story that ministers to you or makes you kind of wake up and consider making some changes, great. Or you may just be beat down because, you know, that elder brother spirit still lives. Meaning there are people out there that think life's better if you don't come back. Some people think... You know, you've laid your bed, now sleep in it. And I mean, I don't know how wrong they are. I just don't find it something that appeals to me or to many. I'm thinking that because I failed, I don't belong anymore. And for you who might feel like that, like I did, I, I can tell you um, there's room still for your return. Um, and so, you know, with me, it wasn't just a spiritual issue of, you know, me and having sin and been, been beset, but I had to do some restoring and feel welcome back at my domestic home because of the mistakes I'd made. And guys, that just took time. I'm so thankful that my wife 
had her arms wide open for me, a little hesitant. <laughs> I had to, I had to prove myself in a lot of different ways for us to still be together after 32 years. But don't let everybody beat you down is what I'm trying to get at. Look, you know the mess you're in. And the fact is, you probably made it. And what I would encourage you to realize today is that can still be something you overcome. Now, I personally believe that that takes effort you have to build trust. You have to be accountable. You have to be responsible. And, um, and oh, but over time, I'm living proof that everything that was lost can be restored. And abundance can still be available to us because we have chosen to change our ways. And we have moved in the path back in the right direction of the house the father's house that we will belong in, relationships being restored that we that are valuable to us, it can still happen. But you've got to still make a decision to get out of what you're in and working in that direction will prove positive results and life-changing experiences for you. Now, some I know that rubs their own direction, but I also know that, you know, we have at some level have to get to a point where we can shut down the roar of the crowd that really is not for us and really try to and, and really try to uh, plug in to those people around us that will help us recover and will help us grow. I mean, I've got great friends of mine right now who have been, you know, had serious problems with drugs and alcohol. And all of them to a T would tell you this, until I decided that I was not doing that anymore and I made a decision not to live that kind of life, until I did that, nothing changed. And so I'm sure that my buddies, Paul, Eric, Jonathan, I mean, I've got tons of friends, Bubba. I mean, I've got tons of friends who've gone through some of these tragic effects on their lives. But guess what? They decided, I'm not doing that anymore. Personally, I had about wrecked a marriage. Nobody that loved me felt comfortable trusting me. Guys, can I tell you? I had to work <laughs> to regain trust and confidence. And... I had to decide, you know what? I can't do these things anymore. I had to decide it. There wasn't some overwhelming force that grabbed me and just pulled me away from it. I had to make that decision. And so that's what I want to leave you with today. Um, I'm once again found myself um, in a predicament because there was unresolved issues in my life. And can I tell you again as I close, I'm not a quitter. I'm not somebody who's going to be defeated in a certain moment in my life and just think, well, if that's the best life has to give, then, you know, everything that everybody said about me not making it is true. I don't think like that. And you shouldn't either. Your mistakes 
probably are plenty. You've hurt people. You've hurt yourself. You've defamed your reputation. I have too. But it's not over. And can I tell you this? It's not over for you. You have got an opportunity to reassess, reevaluate, and, and find redemption and restoration. And I'm telling you today, you're still welcome. There's an opportunity for you in the spiritual realm, meaning being restored back to your heavenly father who is still waiting for there, though the elder brother probably whispering in his ear at times going like, hey, this guy doesn't deserve to come back. You already gave him his. But the father is not impressed or responsive to that attitude. He's saying, come home. And I'm probably getting out on a limb here, but here's what I really believe. I think that there's some of you husbands out there who've abandoned your family and you don't think that there's ever any way in the world that they could take you back. Probably don't deserve to be taken back, but I'm going to ask you to try again. I'm going to ask you to consider picking yourself up, humbling yourself, and finding a way back home because your wife and your kids still need you and it's not too late. Some of you have made some decisions in business that have wrecked people's lives. You've hurt people and honestly, you got some work in front of you to restore what you created that caused the pain my only question is are you ready willing and able are you willing to put the work in because if you are i'm living proof that though what many considered a lost cause didn't stay lost long and you can feel the same see the same but you got to make a decision to get up, come to your senses, gather yourself, and run back to where you're welcome. Guys, I'm very thankful that you're in my corner. (laughs) I'm very thankful that we are gathering strength from one another. And no matter what, your life shouldn't be controlled by your emotions Your life should not be dictated by righting wrongs with people that you feel have treated you unfairly. I want to encourage you to think today that some of that unfair treatment was a way to reveal still hidden, unresolved issues in your life and welcome them because that's what's happened to me in the last 10 days. I'm not perfect, but I'm maturing and I'm starting to see life differently and I prefer to see it in areas that nobody else sees and that's the inner part of my being where I know that there's challenges and problems and I'm not a I'm not hiding them anymore I'm I'm coming out of them and I'm moving back in the directions where the welcome signs are (laughs) and you can do the same thing I want to thank you for spending time with me today we're back on track Um, again I appreciate you being vulnerable to me as I being vulnerable to you But we can expect the words that are coming out of our mouth to judge us, 
So be careful with what you say because it may boomerang back on you. And, you know, you have to, you know, deal with those issues that you thought were resolved, but yet aren't. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And until next week, have a blessed week. I'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Live Exposed with Reggie Brock. In fact, if you did, go ahead and rate the podcast and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We also would love if you subscribe to the podcast and also shared it with your friends and family. They would probably enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week as we continue down the journey that leads to ultimate freedom through living the life that you were meant to live.